watching prohibition fall down. What's up, DDC? <laughs> hanging out today. Got Michigan Matt on the line. Got Bro Guru hanging out with me. What's up, boys? What's going on, man? Oh, what's what going up, Guru? What up, Scotty? Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Got to wait for you. I'm so freaked yeah. out here, man. What's going on is we're shuttered in, man. We're we're sequestered, locked at home, safe at home. So we are safe. I'm in Colorado. You're in Michigan. Uh, it's pretty damn deserted here. How about over there? Deserted, man. That's like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Nothing's open. All the stores are closed. Yeah. So I'd like a little bit of uh, your essential businesses, but. Got it. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And first off, cannabis is essential. You're at work. Your lights are, are glowing. Yeah, fortunately. So they shut down the state. Uh, they, the governor made the conference 1130 on Monday. There's a two hour period there where we didn't know if we were considered essential or not. Right. But then they there's further investigation or uh, further looked into and they considered us and actually adult use cannabis facilities, uh, both essential. Hey. It, it's absolutely true. First off, liquor stores are essential. Aren't they leaving liquor stores open? Uh, because yeah. they didn't want to have to deal with the influx of people going through stores, withdrawal symptoms coming to hospitals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I think cannabis is essential, and I think the, the folks that produce quality cannabis are essential. So it's cool Jesus. as hell that you're coming on in. I think the hypocrisy of some states have legal weed and it's considered essential, and other places you'll go to jail for it. Yeah, that is a little much. I've always said it's like 50 different countries here, you know? Absolutely. We were bullshitting a little bit before about the supply chain. I kind of didn't realize what's going on. Would you please explain to me what you all have been dealing with? Sure. I I had a rep kind enough to reach out to me, uh, Royal Gold Rep, and tell me that their company is most likely shutting down for the next uh, foreseeable future. Let's put it that way. And uh, so we had to personally uh, order as much as we could so we didn't have to shut down or have a a break in our own supplies. Fortunately, we were able to secure enough to uh, keep us running for the next probably five months or so. But, you know, it's uh, it's tough out there and it's going to be tough over the next few weeks with uh, shorter uh, staffing for places like Hydro Farm or for Hawthorne or whoever. Right. So they're not going to be able to fill orders as fast. It's just going to be a really slow process getting everything kind of back going. But uh, you got to take your necessary precautions as soon as you can. And I don't mean to put any fear or anything like that out to anybody. But uh, we were able to supply enough with canna. We could get into the nutrients, but we get we use canna A and B. We got we supply enough for uh, about a five-month span. span. But uh, we, you know, you just really have to be prepared and uh, prepare kind of for what you're going to need over the next few months to make sure that it doesn't run out. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things we talk about wanting to grow weed and be professional weed growers and whatnot. And you'd have no idea that you have to deal with, you know, responding properly to interruptions in the supply chain, all that real business stuff. What a pain in the ass, huh? And unfortunately, we're still a victim of the grow stores. So we still have to do our business through grow stores because they get the better deals. So that way we get the better deals. So there's always a middleman in between. I can't just go straight to Hawthorne and say, hey, I need, you know, five pallets of Tuper. And sure. Can you get it to me? Sure. I have to go through uh, the proper channels and proper supply and supply chain in order to get it done. And you got, we're not the only facility out here that's trying to do something like this. You know, there's a lot of different facilities or even individuals with the caregiver grows that are uh, just bogging down the grow stores and forcing us to kind of um, wait in line kind of thing. Jesus. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk that would be a problem? You think your problem would be just growing dank? 
you would think so. But, it, you know, when it comes to a commercial facility and you got calendars and you're trying to, you know, we got five guys here that we're trying to support their families for. Sure. So it's like uh, we got to make sure that we're able to continue to sustain operations so that way, you know, we can still provide for at least our group. Yeah. Yeah. That is important. I mean, I'm trying to do the same thing here and you got to keep the families fed. I mean, just because you know, I don't know how they're doing. It. I don't know how these businesses are doing it where they just shut down. But I don't stay. Well, they just announced they just announced a new unemployment number today at three point three million claims. So fortunately, for at least for us five guys, we don't have to be part of that. We can still sustain our business, but we got to make sure that we can sustain our business by making sure that we have the supplies for the amount of time and before everything hopefully returns to some sort of normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I remember the worst problem you had was passing your heavy metals test. Remember we talked about that a few months ago. Absolutely. And that's still a challenge every day. Like we still, which is fortunate. We still have, uh, you know, all licensed types are still able to operate so we can still have our testers come in and take their samples so we can still beautiful uh, get into testing. Beautiful. Hey, I had actually heard a little bit about that recently. I wanted to reach out to you. You're a commercial cannabis grower in Michigan. Tell me about, we talked about the heavy metals test last time. I tried to do a yep. little bit of research on it. Are they testing for only four, uh, four uh, heavy metals now? It's, Is that right? It's a little, a little beyond that, I believe, at least from what we get on our results. Uh, there's more than four listed, but it does not all of them are uh, de determining a pass or fail at this point. Okay, and the big one that everybody—I mean, it's Michigan. You always hear about lead in the water there. <clears throat> lead seems sure. to be the problem there, from what my research is. There seems to be one of the the big failing points. Uh, I'm not 100% certain about that. We haven't had that issue. Our issue in the past was cadmium, uh, but we were able to uh, point the finger on exactly what the culprit was in that case. Got it. Got it. All right. So help me understand if you're trying to pass a, a you know, commercial test, if you're trying to just grow the cleanest medicine you can, has to do with the inputs. I know this from running an ag farm because you can go get the lowest grade. They'll just bring it. They don't even bag it up. They'll just bring it by the ton and dump it in your in your uh, field for you. Uh, that ag grade fertilizer, super cheap. And then you start getting with when you go to the grow stores, you find the food grade inputs that have less impurities. And then some of the best, the reason you pay you know, $30, $40 a gallon for your hydroponic nutrients, it's not because you're getting ripped off. It's because you're getting super clean uh, inputs, pharmacopoeia grade inputs that are meant to be smoked. When you smoke something, you are, uh, you are getting everything that's in that plant. You know, it's not selective. So it's like, yeah, it's really important, man. So first off, so what's your newts? If it's, uh, uh, no, no, if we're worried about inputs. About that. Yeah, we use a canna, not the whole canna line. We just use a few parts from it. Sure. But uh, throughout veg, it's a really basic uh, couple bottle system with just uh, some CalMag, GH CalMag, some silica, some uh, uh, Cal, or, I'm sorry, some canna, and then uh, we, we switch around kind of our rooting or our rooting boost to that, you know. Sure. From time to time, just bottle the bottle, kind of find what we like best. Sure, sure. And I know because I, I ship to you, you guys are recharge fans. 100%. Yeah, we just recharge. Uh, we were not as religious on a once a week treat as we used to be sure. just because of the way that we outrun our operations. At home, I am and I can be. But, um, you know, here, because of the scheduling and the way that things work, we, we use it every, about every other week. Yeah, trust me, I run a 20 acre bamboo farm down in Florida and trying to get the guys to do an extra step on that scale. Yeah, yeah, so so it goes every ten days, every two. Yeah, weeks it takes it's it's a good half a day to for us to hand feed recharge in. But sure. we do a recharge mammoth pea, 
and usually we add nematodes to that as well. So we were getting some sort of uh, some other uh, uh, IPM, I guess you could say, kind of in the in the uh, media to fight any other pest that might come up. Sure. For instance, thrips or or uh, fungus ties. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I was just talking to you a little bit about we were talking about uh, the heavy metals and microbes, and we just started having a conversation. It actually got us to doing a little bit of research. And it is interesting how, like, uh, what is it, uh, Guru, what were the, I know Subtilis, and what was the other Bacillus? It was Mar- Bacillus, Subtilis, and Megaterium. Megaterium were, like, really good at sequestering uh, lead, specifically lead. I think the uh, Megaterium was excellent at uh, sequestering, uh, was it Mercury? And then the Subtilis lead, though. And it was just really cool to see that kind when of we stuff. we say sequestering, they're able to absorb it and lock it away in a chemical structure so that it's not really really a plant-available heavy metal anymore. Yeah, so I guess you might say, would you see it? No, I guess you wouldn't see it on, because what they're testing, they're not testing your soil, they're testing the plant material. The, the oh, finished product, absolutely. what actually gets assimilated into the flower, I believe, right, Matt? Correct, absolutely. Yeah. Flower trim, keep, whatever. Huh, it's interesting stuff, man. Um, yeah, I believe... Uh, I believe that using the proper inputs and knowing what those inputs are and then conducting proper trials if you do fail a test and only changing one input at a time is a really good way to go about trying to figure out what it is that caused that failure. For instance, pulling one thing back. And and, and, and this is important too, is to make your trials um, as when you do, when you go and trial something, or try something different, you're only taking one thing out at a time. You're not doing multiple changes, so you can't just point your finger at all these different things and then say it was just this one thing that caused an issue. You got to isolate you take, your variables. Hey, thank you. Yes, isolate your variables, making sure that um, you, like for instance, let's let's talk about our first failure. This would be a lot easier for me to explain. Sure. Our very first test, or I'm sorry, very first crop that we had, uh, probably. I want to say it was maybe September of last year. Now um, we failed for cadmium and the one we only made one change after that. And that was switching our cocoa from uh, one cocoa to tuper. And once we started using the tuper, then we stopped failing for cadmium. We have zero levels on our cadmium counts. So by just making that one change, I was able to point my finger and say, okay, that was the issue that we failed that crop. Because every other variable's been the same. We're still using our recharge. We're still using our foilers, our uh, same water. Like, water supply is really crucial here, too, especially in Michigan. I guess uh, you guys got to run RO. Or, we do, yeah. Almost we, every facility okay. there probably needs to be running RO. I wouldn't be surprised if every facility is. I know that there's a few that aren't. But, um, our, I mean, the best water in, that I've come by is, like, in the city of Detroit. And they're at 190 ppms out of the tap. We're at 390 out here in Jackson. So that's like too much for us to not know what's in there going into the plant, especially when you're talking about these metal testing and uh, these other types of dynamic accumulation tests that can show um, that it's taken, you know, too much from the water. Like, with this, for instance, lead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in that case, that's like water soluble lead, too, so that it is the stuff that's in there is directly plant available, too. 100%. Unless, yeah, so I mean, lock them up though, man. You can lock them up there other ways other than just microbes too. Humic and fulvic acids um, under certain conditions and the ones that the conditions that matter like our grow room conditions fit it almost perfectly. Uh, 
humic acids are like a benzene structure and they're really readily able to lock away uh, heavy metals um, and make them in a completely non-plant available form so that there's no chance for the plant to even uptake it to begin with. Yeah, the mobile, I actually did some, Guru and I did some research on this and as peer-reviewed paper, I don't know, is this a white paper, dude? <laughs> Results show that addition of humic substances uh, efficiently immobilize the soluble and exchangeable forms of all metals. And uh, yeah, there's all your heavy metals. And to Specifically large- copper, lead, cadmium, zinc, and nickel. All right, all right. Uh, Which are all, all can create failures in Michigan, so... It's, it's important to use those to make sure you can fight and protect against it. Yeah, it's actually really Those being microbes. This is from toxicity, toxicity and bioremediation of heavy metals contaminated ecosystem from tannery wastewater. We're, we're, getting, we're getting into it. But yeah, uh, was, how do you say that? Megatherium? How do you say that? Megatherium. Megatherium. Thank you. Recorded the highest lead reduction and followed by subtilis. And actually, both of those are in our recharge. And along with some humates, yeah, yeah, there's a, re- there's a reason we put all that in there. There's a reason to use it. Yeah, nice, nice. Hey, by, by the way, just help me out. So how are you guys, your commercial facility, how are you using your recharge? I don't, I like to cut it off late in sure. flowering. I don't want to hold all we, that nutrient late in flowering. You tell me. Exactly. We, we cut it out, no, we use it, let's say, no later than day 28. Okay. Um, we don't typically go past that. I have in the past in like home grows and things like that. But just again, for us or our schedule, if we were doing it day 28, that means we weren't going to be able to get back to it until like day 40 or so. Nah, too, and if too late. that was the case, that's way too late for us. And the idea and by is, that time, we're, we're doing a, almost a dial down flush at that point already. Yes, yes. And by the way, I'm just about to talk flush with the RX Green Solutions, get into the science oh, yeah. of that. So that should, it should be interesting, too. It's very interesting. But I do believe that there is maybe it's not flushing the plants that what you're doing, but you are reducing the amount of nutrients that are available to the plant which is, again, like what Dude always says, let that plant absorb itself, eat itself. You start seeing the fall fade and a lot of the colors. And if you go and you check out any of our pictures and things that we post, by the time we're at harvest, we get a really good fade on our plants. And that goes with, and I'll, I'll come straight out and say, because we were kind of talking about it earlier, but we do about a 21-day flush here. And it includes a little bit of winter frost from uh, Jaron over at New Mill. Sure. But um, it's by day, by, by about 18 days before harvest, we are straight RO. And we just keep running that all the way till harvest. Makes sense. Makes sense. I am told, I got to get out to Michigan, but I am told that Mitten Cannabis Co. grow some dank, brother. Mitten Canico. Mitten Canico. God, I gotcha. Damn it, man. Damn. <laughs> no I worries. You guys going to let me in if I uh, show up with the shirt on at least? I might. Am I? All right. Deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate you setting us straight. I appreciate you showing up for work and keeping the, the families fed and and most importantly, the medicine out there. It is really hey, important. Real quick, I just want to run back to the recharge. So we're doing that once a week and we're doing it at full strength, too, is what the label rate says, about a teaspoon per gallon. Okay. So when we're running that, we're, we are running full blown. And that's the only thing that we're feeding that day. And we are hand feeding it. We don't put it through our irrigation. It's always, that's why it takes us half a day to do a recharge because we got to hand feed every plant that's in a room. I appreciate that extra, extra work because that tells me that it's worth it. Ain't no reason that's that we, anyone's going to do it if it ain't worth it, brother. Hey, the best way we can keep the food on the plates is by creating great quality and keeping, uh, keeping the customers coming back. It's made my life easier. Hell yeah. yeah I hope <laughs> you guys stay all safe. DGC, stay safe. Keep your family safe. Practice social distancing. I am a believer. Um, but yeah, everybody uh, just weather the storm. 
Deal. Will do, sir. And keep on cranking that dank out, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Take her easy. Some people love to blaze up the dank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a tune. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good bells on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Just look at how he 